0: Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The CoLab. We are a collective of brand professionals sharing our career stories. Every week, we pair up two members and they interview each other. So you'll get to hear one episode this week and one next week. You can join us too. Sign up at jointhecolab.com and then tell your story. Hi, I'm Jen White, Chief Brand Architect for Drawing from Memory, a boutique agency in Boston, Massachusetts. And I have the pleasure of being here today with my good friend and colleague, Sam Baker, who is an amazing and wonderful performance marketer. She transforms underperforming e-commerce sites into powerful selling tools that help her clients generate double-digit incremental revenue each year. Sam's e-commerce background includes web optimization at Abercrombie & Fitch, digital marketing at Vera Bradley, and consulting clients such as Under Armour and Intercontinental Hotel Group. Her consultancy specializes in A-B testing, UX improvements, and retention and acquisition strategies. Sam is based in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and is here with us today to share her career thus far. So, hi Sam, nice to see you.
1: Hi, happy to be here, Jen.
0: Yeah. So let's just start from the beginning. I, I've known you for a while, but I, I never really heard about your childhood. So tell me about where you grew up, where you went to college, and, and really what was your focus?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is where I am currently living as well. I came back to my hometown after having my daughter, Ellie, who's two years old now. I grew up here and then went to Purdue University where I studied communication. And I think later we'll get into how that changed from the time I started college to where I am now. But really had been a Purdue fan my entire life. And as many 18-year-olds are, I wasn't totally sure what I wanted to do with my career. So it, it made sense for me to stay at an in school and focus on something that I felt could be applied to a broad range of careers.
0: What did you want to be when you were, you know, a young a young little girl in Fort Wayne?
1: That's an interesting question. At a very young age, I wanted to be a ballerina, which did not take off, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: Like most little girls.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yep. Like most little girls. And as I mentioned, I didn't really know what I want exactly what I wanted to do in college. I kind of played around with PR. I at one point thought I wanted to be a psychologist. And I think that's because I I didn't I didn't know what would be available to me after college. And I find that my my career right now didn't exist when I was in college. So I was kind of learning all these things and sort of figuring out what I liked. I knew I liked problem solving. I knew that I knew that I liked public speaking, but I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do from there.
0: Well, you were going to be a little ballerina, which I think is so cute. I can so picture that. Yes. (laughs) Um, but you know, I mean, I think that's the trouble with, you know, with so many careers today is that like, they just, they just don't exist. And you know, you kind of have to, you know, it's, it's, it's hard just to say, Oh yeah, I'm going to be a doctor or lawyer. Like that's, that's, you know, like not, That's not true for what the whole career playing field looks like now.
1: Right. Social media was a different beast back then. I remember creating my LinkedIn profile shortly after LinkedIn came to be when I was in college. And I remember creating my Twitter account in college as well and just saying like, oh, this thing will never last. So to be like, oh, someday I'll do performance marketing, which will involve putting ads on these social channels is really would have like been a thought I could not have at that point. So to pre- it was impossible for me to prepare myself for where I am now, which I think is hopefully like really encouraging for people who are in college right now and don't quite know what they want to do. Your career might not exist yet. So I think just keep moving on and learning as much as you can.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's really it's really just a discovery journey now, you know, and unless you are very, you know, specific and you say, you know, I'd like to be a vet or I'd like to be a dentist. Otherwise, you know, I think that that the career path is is really mostly about being curious and and being open to discovering what path you could potentially go down. So you've done that really successfully. Tell me about what that path looked like for you. Where did you go after college and how did you get where you are today?
1: One of my first jobs was at Vera Bradley. I was a web project manager, web project coordinator, and I really just had involvement in kind of all the aspects of their digital marketing program and really started to fall in love with the data side of things. So when an analyst position came open, I was really curious about it, a little scared, but applied for it anyway and ended up landing the role. And that's something like I thought that because I didn't have a math degree or an analytics degree from college that I wouldn't have been able to be successful in that role. But I kind of dove in and learned boots on the ground, how to get things done and eventually made it to Abercrombie & Fitch. Moved to Columbus, Ohio, and held a role in the AB testing department there, um, and that's really where I started to truly fall in love with data and how it can help you really understand your e-commerce customer in a in a really meaningful way. And I started to just love slicing and dicing the data to find out like what how different customer segments responded to different elements on a website and. And from there, I, I continued to stay in this optimization space and eventually knew I wanted to become an entrepreneur and have my own business. Around the time I got pregnant with my daughter, Ellie, I decided, hey, you know, it's, it's time to do this. And so I started to really build my business as a side hustle after hours during my full-time job and was able to then leave my corporate job uh, when my daughter was not even 6 months old yet so i like to say that i i grew a baby and my business at the same time and i'm really proud of having been able to do that so that's really how i started my consultancy and and it's been growing as ellie has <laughs> for the past 2 years
0: so how do you balance actually you know doing the the thing that you love which is the data side of things with running a business and doing client relations and sort of like directing the work but not necessarily doing the work anymore. What what is how is how does that look for you and how has that change impacted your enjoyment of the the job that you're doing?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think it, there are a couple of things there. One I do still try to be involved in the day-to-day analysis for my clients as much as possible. I I very much cannot be involved 40 hours a week in that, but I do like to have a very good pulse on what the the data looks like in the way I like to see it, so that I it, it helps me feel like I can be much more strategic for my clients. However, on the other hand, a lot of it has to do with hiring the right people to support you. So because analytics data is at the core of what I provide my clients. I hire very data-driven individuals to support me as well. So when I'm running a search marketing campaign or a social ad campaign, I want to know that the people who are running those campaigns are just as data-driven as I am. And I feel like that helps get, one, the best results from a build standpoint as a from a strategic standpoint, but also having somebody as analytical as I am on my team really allows for some very strong collaboration because they're kind of uncovering insights in their space in a similar way that I'm uncovering insights in my space. And I think that it's really rare to find a team of strong analysts who are also strategic. And I think that that's really what makes my consultancy very very unique compared to others is that it's not a consultant who's data driven with a junior execution team it's some high level experts who have a lot of experience in this space
0: yeah i mean i would i would add and i think that you know something that makes you very different is is even though you are so focused and you know, just just truly passionate about data, you really understand and and push for the emotional connection with the consumer. And I think that, you know, not a lot of analysts really have have that understanding of of how that how that message really lands with the consumer and how powerful that is. And I'm curious, you know, do you think that has anything to do with your background in in communication and public relations? I
1: think it actually has more to do with my curiosity. And I think my curiosity makes me a good analyst, but it also makes me a good people manager and it makes me a good partner to my clients. Because when something works, I can't help but ask, why does it work? When something doesn't work, I can't help but ask why it doesn't work. And through my corporate experience and my client experiences I can't say that I've ever worked with anyone that I haven't picked up a nugget that I've been able to like kind of add to my like my information bank that I can then apply to my next client and so in a way it's my my analytic mind that I think makes me a really great partner to these clients because I'm constantly just like what okay there's a problem What do I remember? Like, what do I, when have I seen this problem in my past? Like, what can I draw from my past to kind of bring to help this client? And I think that, like, they kind of get my bank of knowledge when I'm working with them as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, what is the best career advice you have ever received?
1: The best career advice I've ever received, it's actually come to me recently, and it's about, trusting your own intuition. And I've really started to understand in the past couple of years as I've been a consultant that the only person who really is looking out for you is you. And that doesn't mean you can't have great partners who support you. It doesn't mean I'm not looking to support the clients that I work with on a, like on kind of like a extra, that extra level that we've been talking about. But it means that I am responsible for the success that I see. And I'm responsible for the level of the level of success that I bring to my clients. So I you really need to trust your own intuition in that space and show that confidence because when you can be confident in a strategy whether you've seen it work exactly before or you haven't that confidence can be really contagious And then all of a sudden you're kind of bringing people in and they're following you and they're believing in you as well. And then you, that's when you get that like collaborative group of people that can really make things happen. If you go into a scenario and you're just like, Hey, like, I think this might work, but I'm not totally sure. People aren't gonna believe in you and they're not gonna fight for it as hard either. So really trusting your intuition is kind of at the core, I think, of what has made my my business tick in the past two years. And it's also admittedly something that I'm continuously having to work on.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, I think that's that's for all of us too. <laughs> there's there's always a moment of, you know, second guessing yourself and and it takes time to to just have the experience to say, "No, I totally know what I'm doing here. This is a hundred percent right so and I don't know if we'll ever get there. You know that's just the that's just the 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 sort of way it all goes, yeah, it's easy
1: to forget that you have the experience that you have that you have. Like, maybe you haven't done something the exact way that you're doing it right now, but you've seen things work, you've seen things not work, and you've learned. I mean, it's impossible to not learn in 10 years, like, little nuggets that, like, can move a business forward. So I think, like, really, like, stopping and looking at the big picture is so important.
0: Totally. Totally. And, the, and just being able to apply that to, to new and different situations is, is critical. What do you think you would do if you started over would the, w- would would you do anything differently than you've done today? Would you start your consultancy right out the gate what what would be what would you change I don't
1: know that I would start my consultancy right out the gate i I feel like my experience in the corporate world really got me to where I am and has really, really helped me as I've built my consultancy i think I would approach my earlier jobs more from kind of an education standpoint. Somebody once told me that you should think of think of some of those first jobs that you have as being in school but getting paid for it. And I think that I was so focused on making sure I looked smart and making sure I was saying the right things and doing the right things all the time that I probably missed out on some really good lessons in my early days. And I wish I would have really just embraced and appreciated those years while I was in them. Because now looking back, you can can never get that time back. I can never go back to my first job and and learn, learn in that capacity. You're always, you know, in the next step. So that's kind of like, I don't want to say it's wasted time, but it's time I'll never get back. So and if I could give anybody early in their career advice, I would say look at it like that, like look at it as like kind of building your bank of knowledge, and getting paid for building that bank of knowledge rather than like, I'm in a job, I need to get to the next step right now. Like take your time and really learn things.
0: Yeah. No, I I think that's really important. And and I think that, you know, just just using using that knowledge as as stepping stones to your next career milestone is really the way that, you know, everybody grows in their in their career path. So what's next for you? What are you what are you thinking about for the future of your career?
1: Right now, I am loving finding the right Clients to partner with. The last two years, I've gotten to meet some great people. I've gotten to work for some great people. And there's just a magic that happens when you find that right partner. And so I'm really focused on filling up a couple clients kind of in my roster that are collaborative partners that want to see big things happen and are ready to take that journey, that journey to growth. As a collaborative team, so I am not just looking to fill my client list with as many as many companies as I can. It's more about filling them with the right companies, the people that like when I help them build a strategy. it, It feels meaningful. It feels right. It feels exciting. Less about just bringing in all the money. It's about you know the learning experience along the way, taking a chance to like really get to know your customer and do things in a meaningful way. And I think that's that's really what some of the biggest brands in our ecosystem are doing right now. They're able to build meaningful relationships with their customer base through data by really figuring out what makes that client tick. So I'm looking for clients who want to who want to take that journey with me right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they'd be lucky to do it. You're such a an amazing person to work with and you know, I think that you really move mountains when it comes to client performance and brand performance. So, thanks so much for taking this time to chat with me and and for the collab to, you know, bring us together today and allow us the space to really get to know each other a little bit more more deeply. So thank you. Thanks, Jen. Thanks so much for being here for the CoLab Career Stories podcast. Please follow us on social media at Join the CoLab and sign up to become a member and share your story at jointhecolab.com.